with a vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about having radical compassion when we are feeling high levels of stress. Our discussion today stems from Psychotherapy Networkers article from this month, Radical Compassion in Challenging Times. Heather, how do you think you are receiving or giving radical compassion lately? Giving compassion, we're in the helping field, and I think compassion burnout, it gets overwhelming, right? You're giving so much compassion to certain things all the time that maybe it can be lacking when it comes to the personal side of things. Mm-hmm. But then I also started thinking about, well, actually, I've had lots of friends reach out that are maybe struggling, mm. um, some family members that aren't coping really well. And then I started thinking, but I'm giving them compassion too. And I wasn't even thinking that I was. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't acknowledge mm-hmm. it until we sat down and had the conversation. Mm-hmm. Not having thought about it before, not having acknowledged it before, do you think it was still benefiting you that you were giving radical compassion? Maybe, but I, to have the actual acknowledgement that this was going on made me think about it differently. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think similar to you, I'm also feeling maybe some compassion fatigue, not just now, not just related to so much unrest in our country and a pandemic happening all at the same time. I think that sometimes I feel overwhelmed being compassionate and it just makes me tired. Right. I just need a nap. Mm -hmm. And kind of sad, tired and kind of sad. Right. Um, So I think more often recently I have found myself feeling like that going, man, why am I so tired? I really didn't do that much today. I went to my office office and looked at my screen all day long, but man, I am worn out. Mm -hmm. I'm also getting just a little bit cranky with things that normally wouldn't bother me. Returning a phone call to a friend that you haven't talked to in a while, which is such a great way to show compassion and reconnect with them. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I got to go call that friend back. Yeah. You just have less capacity to do those kinds of things. One way that I think that I'm receiving radical compassion, it's really very indirect and probably a stretch for some people, but I think that I'm feeling compassion by watching other people be thoughtful or compassionate or patient towards other people. Maybe because I'm not interacting with as many people right now, I don't get to see it firsthand, but someone, like a store changes their hours so Mm -hmm. that people who are older or immune compromised can shop first. Like making those adjustments to be compassionate or thoughtful of other people Mm -hmm. feels positive. Right. That feels like a better connection. Right now, I think my only real example is shopping, Mm -hmm. going grocery shopping. I went for a, a social distance walk with my friend at a park and to watch other people be thoughtful of each other and wait for someone to pass or stop and wait for someone to go way around Mm -hmm. or that actually in this walk there was the cutest little family and they had two little kids probably I would say maybe like five and seven they're pretty young on bikes oh that they had their helmets they had all their you know gear on this little paved trail the seven-year-old the older kid was trying to go up a little hill but just couldn't get up you know on this bicycle that was kind of a new skill for 
for mm-hmm. him. And there were so many people that acted like they were going to reach out and give him a little push or a little right. help, but they didn't want to get too right. close. So they didn't. And that was heartwarming right. to you, see. Right. Like, you see those things, you feel a little bit like, oh, the world still has some goodness. Right. I'm getting that from those kinds of situations, right. but maybe it's a little bit of a reach and probably situations that I might not always notice right. in a normal day-to-day routine, right. but right now I'm noticing them. So in our article, it, it talked about three ways to build radical compassion. One of them is reaching out and connecting. Heather, do you? how do you feel like you're reaching out and connecting now? Very specific with my free time because I feel like I'm connecting all day with clients or trying to at least, interns and supervisees. I'm trying really hard to connect on that level. So I've had to be very specific with my downtime, reminding myself that those social connections, like reaching out and calling a family member. Because we're not planning something. There's not a need to call. I'm just calling just because. So connecting that way. Mm -hmm. I also think people in my neighborhood, maybe I don't know them on a super personal level, Mm. but I've noticed myself like when I'm walking or I'm out with the dogs that I'm literally saying hi to every single person that passes. Mm -hmm. And some of them look at me like, why is she (laughs) saying hi to me? Yeah. And then other people want to have a full on conversation as we're passing Mm -hmm. on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. One of my neighbors, they're all friendly, but one of my neighbors, I could tell he must be really extroverted. Poor guy. Probably a month, maybe two months into sheltering in place. I was sitting in my living room with all the blinds open to kind of feel the sunshine. And and I noticed that every single time someone would walk down our street, walking the dog or get the mail that he would, he must've been waiting at the front door, would run out (laughs) and say hi and try and have a little conversation. And he would kind of make a joke of social distancing. Mm -hmm. Like he was, he stayed far enough away. I thought, poor guy, he just must be craving social interaction. So I think everybody's doing it in their own Mm -hmm. unique way. One thing that I noticed, I really, not that I hate to wear a mask, but the thing that I do hate about wearing it is that when I'm grocery shopping or in a public place wearing my mask, I don't think that people can tell when I smile at them. Right. I like smile and I think, I can't, can't, I don't (laughs) think they can really tell. So I miss that to me. And that is a way of connecting Mm -hmm. even with people that I don't know specifically. Something that I've been doing is, I don't know that I thought now's the time I need to be intentional about doing this. It's just something that is present on my mind and I do pretty regularly. I've been giving or offering referrals to family and friends Mm -hmm. as I see that they're having a hard time or they tell me I'm having a really hard time. And to me, that is a connection or reaching out. They don't perceive it that way. Right. So I haven't always gotten a positive reaction. Mm -hmm. I offered referrals to a friend and then I probably didn't hear from her for a while. She was polite and said, no, thanks. But then I I don't think I heard from her for a couple of weeks. Right. Or people who feel like they could be more direct with me who just said, no, why do you think I need that? Right. I'm talking to you. Why would I need to talk to anyone else? Well, that's a whole nother. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe some compassion for myself. Right. And and offering that referral instead of um, just continuing to take on that Mm -hmm. myself. But yeah, I'm calling friends too. Friends that maybe I wish I talked to more often or I feel like I haven't heard from them in a while. Mm -hmm. Thinking, where's this person? I'm missing them. So I'm doing that as well. Heather, on the list of three ways to build radical compassion, the second one is help other people. I think that actually tag teams off of what you just said. The desire to help, you're helping somebody by giving a referral. Mm -hmm. You're also connecting. I find myself doing things with with my family, my little core family. I mean, I'm a mom. I do laundry and clean all the time, but I'm finding it to be more specific now. My 15-year-old daughter needs this. She may not even know she needs it, Mm -hmm. but I'm really going out of my way. So I think I'm doing that. But I think we just forget we're in a helping profession. We're helping all the time, but probably not even like that doesn't count. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. The Mm -hmm. idea that what we do for a living doesn't count. Right. If we're talking about helping people, how we're helping people. I mean, I think that's a discussion in and of itself, why we would, and 
again, that we noticed both of both you and I felt like in some way that doesn't count. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Why do we think it doesn't count? I think because it becomes commonplace, it's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think it probably applies to so many like helper professions out there mm-hmm. that if it's what you're doing every day, you almost don't think that that is something, it's your work. Well, may, I was going to say, maybe I feel like and other people feel like, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's how I'm supposed to do it. That's what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do. But that's... it is, what we do is certainly not something that other people do. So it's not, I, I mean, it's funny that we have that feeling or perception that, well, what I'm supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it certainly requires something of us. I'm kind of wondering if we were accountants, would we count, would, would it count if I was helping someone do their taxes? What right. does that count that I, not the helping side, but that I completed that task taxes. Or... Right. right. I, I finished someone's taxes. Does that count as having done work right. or done something? Right. I think it does. I think it does. I just think it gets the, the water gets muddy when you're talking about things that right. are feeling based or being mm. able to help out on a, on a different level. I think the water just gets oh. a little muddier. So you don't think you, this thinking, this idea that we have that what we do for a living doesn't count um, when in, in this circumstance mm-hmm. of helping other people, you think that if we equated that to a different profession, they would feel like their work did count. Right. I do. Oh, I don't know. I wonder. What to do an interview. What I'm saying is in helping other people, when we're actually at work, we are helping other people. So that's how we're helping mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. that we don't have to do things outside of work in order to help other people right. for it to count. Right. As More than that, something that I notice I'm doing in, in terms of helping other people mm-hmm. that I'm now trying to like give myself a- acknowledgement for. Right is that I I was very aware when I did this. I have been being more lax with my clients. Mm-hmm. If in the past they canceled a session right. with little notice, I would have charged them something. Oh, I've been doing that too. So I noticed right away, probably the very first week of shelter in place, people were off oh, their game. Right? right. People missed sessions. People went, oh my gosh, it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I was totally on a different day. Right. I'm so confused. And I just said, don't worry. I understand. We'll reschedule. Right. I can, I have actually one mom and she is so on time. She is Mm -hmm. so careful. And a handful of times since we've started shelter in place, she's just flat out missed a session. She just goofs. Right. And I think, oh my goodness, she's at home all day long. Mm -hmm. Kids running around the house trying to do whatever school at home. I mean, if they're all fed Mm -hmm. and mostly clean, that's, she did, (laughs) she had a great day. And so I've been far more relaxed with my clients in that way. I think I have too. Normally, I wouldn't wait in my office for a client that was 15 minutes late, mm-hmm. you know, but I've had a couple of them. Um, this has happened with my college age clients mm-hmm. that really are doing Groundhog Day and my appointment yeah. is not their normal and they're texting me or calling me. I'm so sorry. Can I please still get, you know, right. and we may only have a session that's 30 minutes long, but normally I would never have made that exception. One of my college students recently just flat out told me, yeah, I just, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't want to do it. I usually would have charged right. something for that. Instead, we had a conversation about why he just wasn't feeling right. like right. he wanted to do it. I mean, not that I want to make that a habit. I want to have a limit for, there's a therapeutic reason for the limit to begin with, but it feels like everybody's in a place right now where they're working just, hard to manage Right, just to have consideration on. for where other people are. And that is mm-hmm. a help, that be considerate to what everyone's going through. Mm-hmm. The last way of building radical compassion on our list, um, based on this article, is to celebrate 
celebrate goodness. Mm -hmm. Heather, how do you think you're celebrating goodness these days? I actually do this really well, and I do it better now than I ever did before. Mm -hmm. We redid our whole front yard just to be outside. I just needed more space, so I was like, let's get the front yard looking how we want it. Mm -hmm. That's created a spot where I have coffee almost every morning, Mm -hmm. and I just love that time Mm -hmm. that's quiet. I love the fact now that I'm out front more because now my kids will play out front and out back. Mm -hmm. We have a really nice backyard, but it was nice to kind of expand the front. Give the option. Right. There was other places to be. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we do that well. I love being outside and in nature and I maybe not so much just walking our neighborhood, but if I go far enough or long enough, I kind of get in like, we live in such a pretty place. I love Mm -hmm. being here. Like that Mm -hmm. kind of comes over me. That is one way that I I would say probably out of those three, that's something that has been the easiest. I'm right there with you. And as you were talking, I thought, I feel like we're in that Saturday Night Live skit with the radio show where they talk about, what I can't remember what they talk about. We'll have to look it up. Right. They talk about having coffee. Right. So peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The things I think I'm I'm enjoying lately are not too dissimilar. Things that I enjoy all the time, but I just don't take the time to really enjoy them. Mm -hmm. That I do them pretty regularly because I enjoy them. Like drinking my tea in the morning and not gulping it down while I'm doing something else. But just sitting and drinking Mm -hmm. my tea without burning my mouth. Right. You normally would be hopping in the car and going at that Mm -hmm. point. Or trying to put on makeup and drink my tea at the same time. Right. I've even noticed it in relationships. Like last night, one of our kids asked, can we do family movie night? It's not like we haven't watched enough movies lately. But I was like, okay. And then he kind of followed up with, and I mean like the whole thing, like dark room popcorn. Like he didn't want just to turn the TV on. He wanted the experience. Right. He wanted everything. And I said, okay. And he even went and got his older sister, Uh which she's kind of half in and half out on family movie night. Sure. They came up with the movie they wanted to watch. I mean, it really became kind of a thing. I just like walked into the room. I was last one to sit down and I was like, oh. This is so sweet. All five of us are here. Yeah. And they're all super connected right now. Felt good. Yeah, cool. Something I'm falling down and enjoying more. Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Like a lazy breakfast. Mm-hmm. Not it all needs to be in one bowl and right. I need to hurry. But putting something in the oven. Mm-hmm. Cutting fruit. <laughs> right. Cutting fruit and not trying to eat it while I'm doing. While you're you chopping know. something else. Mm-hmm. Working out. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, I, I mean, I enjoy working out, but sometimes it's finish, rush to the next thing. Right. I'm still breathing hard and I'm trying to run home or Mm -hmm. take a shower or something, but just enjoying that, Mm -hmm. appreciating it, being outside, like you said. And sometimes it's our immediate surroundings because Mm -hmm. that's what was most available to us right now, a walk in the park Mm -hmm. or something like that. Today, we talked about radical compassion and how we're experiencing it during a time of high stress. If you're interested in the article that we referenced today, please look at our session notes. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.